Go. This is going to be a dramatic reading. Ooh. Just another rainbow hanging over me. Just another rainbow dripping from my tree. Welcome to our podcast, episode 20. So that was obviously the um, exceptional lyrics from the fabulous 2024 smash Just Another Rainbow by Liam Gallagher and John Squires. Oh, of course, Just Another Rainbow. Some incredible lyrics there. My favourite bit of the song is the bit where he recites the colours of the rainbow. Oh, my God. I've not heard it all the way through. Do you want to pause the podcast? What, to go and listen to it? Yeah. No. I got about 30 seconds in and I had to turn it off. You need to listen to it. It's, a, it's quite a piece of work. My goodness. I, didn't, I can't believe you went to the trouble of notating the lyrics. They don't take much notating. Well, well. I particularly like the line, dripping from my tree. It's Sunday. Yes. I've got a feeling this podcast is going to have a bit of a, a bit more of a Sunday vibe. I'm feeling a little bit tired. Oh, well, look, we'll pick it up. You know, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah, okay. And we've got another submission for entrance to the halls. Oh. Which is okay. a good one. Yeah. Have you got anything you want to uh, talk about in relation to the last podcast before we get into that? Did you want to no. like? Did you want to sort of like tie up any loose ends? Any, anything, Im- anything else occurred to you about rock school? Oh, just it's it's great, and um, I've watched a little bit of it because it's all on YouTube, yeah. and it's just the fact that Jeff, the drummer, mm. does look like a sixth form technician. Yeah, and he's just got that grumpy kind of just. Just the, the positioning of his teeth is just, it's sublime. Yeah. And what a ragtag group of people they are. Okay. They don't look like a band in any sense. I think we all need to go and explore that. But yeah, it, it's great. I can't see me watching the whole thing, but very much like the later albums of The Fall and the continued existence of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I don't need to know about it. I'm just glad it's there. Cool. Okay. So here we are. We're going to enter the eternal hall of the four-track gods. Yes, we had a submission from an old friend of ours called Russell. Now, I've been thinking about Russell. Um, Yeah. He's really pivotal. 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 In us getting involved in music. Because prior to when we started hanging out with Russell in 1987, my God, that's a long time ago, I 
used to record little songs on my Casio keyboard straight into a tape deck. In secret, I did all this. And I'm pretty sure you found the tapes and just took the piss. Probably. Yeah, you probably did. You're yeah. an older brother. Probably it's the sort of thing. The thing about these tapes, they don't exist anymore. And I don't have a tape deck anyway. So even if they did exist, we can't hear them. So then we started hanging out with Russell. Now, he was in your year at school, wasn't he? Yeah, he was He was the weirdo. Yeah, but when did you start hanging out with him? Oh, like towards the end of school. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, year 11. Yeah, that's fifth year in, fifth year. in old money. Yeah, yeah, when we were doing our GCSEs. Yeah. And, he, you know, he was like an interesting person mm. at the school. And um, I was, I became like a trainee, trainee interesting person yes. hanging around with Russell, trying to learn interesting stuff. Yeah. Like how to back comb your hair. Absolutely. Russell was the king of that. And apply blue lipstick and listen to music. Hmm. Weird music. Not not big country. No, no. I mean, you were into the Smiths and I discovered, well, we both discovered the B-52s. And I think that was one of the things that kind of linked us with Russell. Yeah. So we just used to come around our house. Yeah, we used to listen to records. And then you went to France mm-hmm. with school when you left school. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then Russell came around and we started writing songs. Yeah. And that was kind of it. And we'd not really done anything prior to that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was that was kind of the start of it. Anyway, Russell. He sent us a song, hasn't he? He sent us a song. What's going on with that piano? I've got a theory. You've got a theory? Yeah. So this is a psychedelic jam. And, mm. it's, and you know, we've all done it. We've all been there with the psychedelic jams. And the Eternal Hall of the Four-Track Gods is, is a broad church. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely got potential. Yeah. It's... Um, you know, you just get in a room with some guys, yeah, uh, or whoever, and you just dig in, yeah. dig in on that chord or mm. two chords, yes, and uh, you know, rock out. We've all done it. We did it. Oh, we got yeah. tape. We got tapes of this kind of shit. I mean, my my theory, listening to it, Russell was was bang into loop. He he was so into loop, it was ridiculous. That's- loop loop. The psychedelic uh, rock band, trance rock band, yeah. formed in 1986. Yeah. Kraut rock influence. I saw them at the Reading Festival in 1989. Nice. They were possibly the loudest and possibly, I don't know, I'm sorry, but I thought they were probably one of the most boring bands I've ever seen. I can't see them going down particularly well at a festival. It was quite, it kind of dissipated the sort of the, mm. the trance like rock dissipated because it was outside where I think it would probably work better inside a club. Yeah, but that recording that we just heard by Russell's band '69, mm-hmm. that to me is the sound of what would happen if Loop ever played on Jules Holland, and oh. Jules Jules is there on the piano. There he is. There's Jules on the piano. He's just trying to get involved. He is, isn't he? He's giving it a go. And you know, actually, you know, I've listened to this recording and towards the very end of it, yeah, 
the piano player starts trying to get a little bit more kind of uh, boogie woogie. Does he? Yeah, he does. I mean, I've listened to it. Listen to the end. Listen to the end. You got it. Also, there's a really there's a good bit in it where the um, where the tape cuts out. I think somebody's uh, someone's kind of recorded over part of the uh, the jam. Mm. So we listen to that. See if we can hear anything in the background. See, Jules is expanding his part there. Yeah, but then it then it just stops. Getting a bit rhythmical with yeah. that. Uh, it was like a salsa beat. With that left hand. <laughs> 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 a bit doorsy. Ah, yes, a little bit doorsy, yes. So, yeah, I like that. So that's Jules Holland. Sorry, that's Loop on the Jules Holland show. Yeah. From 1980, uh, 88. That's good. I think it's got to go into the eternal halls of the four track. <laughs> I say, is it going in on merit or is it going in on the fact that it's Russell? Um, it's going on a combination of features, I believe. Okay. Okay. Go. Obviously, um, as I said, Russell, Russell, pivotal, pivotal member pivotal, of the pivotal. Uh, history of our musical family tree. And also, now you've said it's Jules Holland playing with Loop, I'm, I'm, I'm really digging it now because I've got the visual picture. It's a nice image, isn't it? it? It's a good image, right? So you've kind of... I've sold it to you. You've sold it to me, basically. So, yeah, so that's it. So, T-shirt on the way, Russell. Do you, what do you think Luke would have said to the classic Jules Holland question, What's the what was the first music you ever heard? He probably would have said the 13th floor elevators or something. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. I hope, I hope he would come up with something more interesting. Mm. But, you know, probably not. Now, obviously, Russell was a member of our probably first proper-ish band, The Lovelies. And um, we actually sold tapes. We recorded tapes and sold them. Mm. 
And I remember I was in my last year at, at school. I was in my fifth year, year 11, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And kids in my year bought tapes off me. Cool. It was good. Yeah, it got us into the whole music thing. Mm. And the lovelies were a bit of a thing for a while. We wrote some mm. songs. Are we gonna we're gonna listen to one, aren't we? This is I think this one's probably the apex of the lovelies recorded output. Yeah, now this is a room recording and this is the lovelies I think you're playing bass, Russell's on guitar, I'm playing really annoying keyboards. And we've got the drum machine and there's a lady singing it. Yeah. What I like about this is it sounds a little bit like we've kidnapped somebody mm. and we've put them in a basement and we're forcing them to sing on the song. Which is possibly quite similar to what actually happened. It's similar, but I don't yeah. think it was, no, no, you know, for, for legal reasons, let's, yeah. let's stress it wasn't, it wasn't actual kidnap or abduction. Yeah, so her, name is- was, her name was Eloise. And that is Russell getting his T-shirt and a bit of a bit of the lovelies. Russell's going to get a yellow T-shirt. Okay. Because I've not got many T-shirts left. So I'm going to give him the yellow one. Okay. But if anybody else has any more recordings yeah. that you'd like to send in, we will consider them for entry into the halls. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we like hearing the stuff. We like hearing the stuff. And if you've got any stories to go with them, uh, that is brilliant as well. Otherwise, we'll just make up things like it's Loop with um, Jules Holland. So now we're going to have two songs which are going to go head-to-head for a potential place on the second volume of The Best of Johnny Domino. God, that's a very long link, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Let's just say, here we go. This is what we normally do. We're going to listen to some songs that we made and uh, and talk about them. Okay. Now, with this is another one where we have an introduction from our friend Jim, former lead vocalist in Johnny Domino, the later years. Hello, Giles. Hello, Steve. And hello, dear listeners. I'm Jim. To me, Carry On Domino is an obvious candidate for a Johnny Domino best of. And it's one of several songs that are a collage of Giles and my lyrical offcuts. Now, I had intended to say a fair bit about this approach um, to songwriting, about songwriting in general, and about parts of this song, but I've, I've changed my mind. 
instead I've decided to present to you an audio word cloud for the song. It may help if you imagine it being read by the guy who used to read the football scores on Grandstand or as a shipping forecast. So here goes. Marks. Camera. Action. Niven. Flynn. Resistance. Pimlico. Passport. Ken. Hattie. Babs. Sid. Phantom. Flan. Flinger. Sally James. Large cool store. Alex. Harvey. Sensational. One man. His dog. Lollop. British rail teacup.
I like the end bit. It's like we really have to make sure that everybody has left the room. <laughs> it's bonkers. It's like, yeah, let's, let's make sure everybody's gone. Yes. Make sure everyone's stopped listening. We're going to just do this bit at the end for too long. Did we used to end sets with that song? Yeah, probably. I think we might have done. Yeah. Jesus. I've just been reading uh, the notes on the Bandcamp. Now, there was a, v- a version of it which was released on a seven-inch compilation single called oh, yeah. Flying Time Number 1. I don't think there was ever a Flying Time Number 2. And um, okay. it was released on a, a mini-label called the Octane Foil Recording Company. Okay. Split seven-inch single featuring us and obviously one, two, three, five other bands. Wow. On a seven-inch. And that's an alternate version to that one. Yes, it's got um, ridiculous Ronnie Hazelhurst trumpets. Oh, I kind of want to hear that. That one's on the um, on the album, the first one hundred years, which yes. is the miserable album by Johnny Domino. I think there was an interview that I think you did with um, was it City Lights magazine, mm-hmm. and I think you called it the the Soul album. Yeah. It says the first hundred years is definitely less abstract, maybe a bit more emotional. It's our soul album. That's a direct quote from the article. Okay. Well, listening to it now, my, my view has changed. <laughs> it's pretty miserable. And I think it is our miserable album. And yeah. I find it quite hard to listen to out of all of our stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not 100% wholeheartedly recommending it to anybody at the moment, but maybe that might change. Yeah. I mean, other people might find stuff in it that's good. But, I mean, if it helps, carry on Domino is the only track on the album that sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything else does not sound like that. No. You know what that song's based on? Not really, no. Musically, it is entirely based on Why Does It Always Rain On Me by Travis. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. That is what it is. I think about, God, if I think it was 90, was it 2000, I think? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they were ruling the world. Yeah, no, I, 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 mm. I had that album, actually. Wow. Um, it's got a lolloping beat that's kind of like, why does it always rain on me? Kind of That's exactly what it was. Lolloping thing yeah. like that, yeah. But it's got an added layer of horribleness to it. Yeah. I mean, it's not the Cardiacs, because it's not as mad as the Cardiacs. There's something there, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of got a bit of that sort mm. of thing going on, which is kind of weird. Mm. Jim sounded like he quite liked it, which is good, which is good. <laughs> At least and, somebody and, does. Yeah, and he kind of got into his uh, word collage there. I love that. So you can sort of see where he's coming from with it. It's kind of mm. like retro British, like a carry-on film, I suppose. That was, the, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what's your favourite carry-on film? Carry-on screaming. Is it? That's is either screaming or screaming or camping. No, uh, Kyber. Up the Kyber. Up the Kyber is the best for me. Just the 
the the title is a is a double entendre. What about follow that camel? <laughs> Good one too. That's the one with Phil Silvers in it. But it's a lost version of Britain, isn't it? It's a Britain that is no more. Yeah, disappearing. The the kind of Johnny Foreigner, very arrogant view oh, of the God. world. Yeah, very very sexist. Yeah, and. I don't know. I mean, it's like, I, I think we were kind of probably laughing at it mm. in that song. The other thing that it reminds me of is Rent-A-Ghost. Do you remember Rent-A-Ghost? The oh, TV yeah. program Rent-A-Ghost. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and there's a bit with, it, with the keyboard, which is, the, it's like a horrible keyboard sound. It's like, it's like, a oh, yeah. Really, it sounds like a really cheap, terrible keyboard. So we probably used one of Mark's expensive keyboards and made it sound bad. Made it sound cheap. And, um, yeah, it sounds like Rent-A-Ghost, which I don't really remember much about, but it's just like a weird sort of like distant memory of a program that was yeah. on kids' TV. It's, that's really old, though. That's really old. Loads of people won't remember that. The people that we are possibly talking to might yeah. do. All the other Stephen Gileses out there. All those other Stephen Gileses will remember Rent-A-Ghost. Yeah, Maybe. I can't remember anything about it. I don't even no. know what the business was, rent a ghost. Why would you want to rent a ghost? What was the deal? And there was Miss Popoff. She was one of them. Oh, yeah. And there's a pantomime horse. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah rent a ghost. Rent a ghost was a British children's television comedy show originally broadcast by the BBC between 1976 and 1984. The show's plot centred on the antics of a number of ghosts who worked for a firm called Rent-A-Ghost, which hired out the spirits for various tasks. The firm was originally run by Fred Mumford, a recently deceased loser who felt he could find work for ghosts whose lives were as unsuccessful as his. His first and only recruits are Timothy Claypole, a mischievous medieval jester with a comical lack of knowledge about modern technology, and Hubert Davenport, a delicate Victorian-era gentleman who was morally shocked by the modern world. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird Johnny Domino song, that one. That is isn't really strange. It? Yeah. And I, I think that was probably the last time I wrote a bit of music and taught everyone basically what to play. Yeah. And I don't know if it, everyone just revolted after that. <laughs> yeah, that was the last song that you wrote in mm. entirety. And I think we all kind of were slightly weirded out by it, mm. um, but went along for the ride. Yeah. But I think you were you were getting a, quite a, a, a weird influence from various places. Yeah. We've mentioned um, Daniel Clown's comic 8-Ball before. Yeah. And uh, we were very much into it. And there was a story in the first, I think, first 10 issues of it called Like a Velvet Glove Cast in Iron. Now, when that story finished, and it's a weird story, mm. about a man who goes in search of his wife and it takes in sort of very extreme violence and a woman who looks like a fish called Tina. Mm. And when the story finished there was a little advert in 8-Ball that said, if you would like to buy the soundtrack album, you can buy it here. Mm. And it was by a, a band, well, we thought it was a band at the time, called Victor Banana. 
Mm. And John and Albert managed to buy it for me. They bought it for my birthday. They bought it from, um, was it Page 45, the comic oh. shop in Nottingham? Still a good comic shop. Still Is it still there? Shop. Still a good comic shop. <clears throat> Excellent. Well, that's great. If you're in Nottingham, get down page to 45. Page 45, yeah. On the road that will always be selected as street. Yeah, yeah. So they bought a copy of it for me on CD. And it's it's about 10 or 12 minutes long, 10 songs. Mm. And it's absolutely nuts. It's really weird. Let's just have a little snippet of it. I mean, it's only a minute and a half long. Mm. stuff that's as weird as that yeah and it's i would describe it as a very strange and very particular sonic sensibility yeah Yeah. you know that doesn't really sound like anything else no um and i I think you were definitely getting some of the chords and oh yeah the sort of sensibility of that definitely Mm. um in in the carry-on domino yeah but yeah it was really really odd but we, we got quite into it. And I remember when we, probably a few years later, we started sending tapes to record labels. Mm. We sent one to the label that released that, which was called Jenkins Peabody. Mm. And we, we wrote a very fawning letter about, oh, you've, you've released uh, the work of Victor Banana, a.k.a. Tim Hensley. Mm. And we think he's, like, he's a genius. Um, have a listen to our stuff. Hope you like it. And Jenkins Peabody was actually run by Tim Hensley. Tim Hensley, yeah. So he wrote back to us. So we'd written this fawning letter about what a genius he was. Mm. And he wrote back to us. And he liked our stuff. And he sent us a copy of his album, Mm. Mm. uh, which was Refrained by Neil Smythe, which is available to listen to on Spotify. Mm. And is great. But that last song... It's not. It's not on Spotify. It's not on Spotify. So no. that's 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 our first. That's our first entry into the songs that are not on Spotify. Yes, which it's is something new, that you haven't mentioned before. It's going to be a new feature. Is it okay? Yeah, songs that are on Spotify. You've got to yeah. find them, and I think that's a pretty hot, pretty hot entry into that. So well done for mentioning the first one. It's a pleasure. We'll see what else we can come up with. Yes. Okay, now the second song, second Johnny Domino song for possible inclusion on the next volume of our Best Of Tape is a song called This Is A Tune. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about it before we play it? Yeah. 
This is a bit of a bluesy type song mm. from the from the Erewash Delta. Yes. <laughs> and the phrase this is a tune is a phrase that was much used in the dance music culture. Yes. That I was uh, as I previously mentioned I was on the fringes of yeah. during this point in my life. People would would say this is a tune quite a lot. Yes. Um while listening to a DJ dropping a banger Mm. And I decided I wanted to use it in a, a non-dance context. And and I think the song is about, I don't think it's about anything other than the fact that, you know, music's great, really. I've been riding a wave, I've been dying. 
Yeah, you you end it on a little bit of a musical joke there at the end as well, I think. What? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I mean, especially, I even think that that little guitar riff right at the end, I mean, it's kind of silly. Yeah. I've got a good memory of recording that because there's, there's two tracks. So I'm playing guitar and you're playing drums on one track. Mm-hmm. And then another track, I'm talking about acoustic guitar. Then mm-hmm. the other track is acoustic guitar and you playing percussion. Oh, yeah. Like with, just with one mic, mm. picking them both up. Yeah. That's pretty bedroom, nice. Good bedroom recording that one. Very good, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I like the line, I'm right in there like the Pope. I'm right in there like the Pope. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, I think it is just about liking music, really, and different yeah. different aspects of liking music. And it's a pretentious thing to say, but, you know, sod it. It's kind of like a religion, isn't it? Yeah. In a way, you know, you get obsessed with it and uh, you worship at the altar. And yeah. I think that's what I was sort of thinking about, really, because I don't really – subscribe to any actual religion no. probably music is it you know that's what gives it that's kind of meaning and that's what i was talking about with the angels i think really music is my first love and it will be my last, be my last. on the Bandcamp page i called it the delta blues of the traveling dj and that was all that i said oh okay that's quite good that's quite good oh, you can have that yeah so what have we learned We've learned. What have, what have we, we learned? learned? What have we learned today? Well, we've learned what Loop would have sounded like if they'd been on Jules Holland. We've learned that sometimes you can just be too angular to make any sense whatsoever. And we've learned that we like music. Basically. Nicely summed up. That's pretty much it, isn't it? Mm. I don't know which... I mean... <laughs> I think the thing is, I'll, the, the um, Carry On Domino, hmm. it probably should be on the best of because it's, I've changed my mind now. It should, in the middle of saying that sentence, I've changed my mind. I don't think it should be. I think it, I think we'll go with this as a tune. Though it is a bit predictable that we like hmm. that one because we kind of go, we're liking this sort of more acoustic duo, duo kind of stuff. No, not really. Last episode, it was all band stuff that was up for con- for conscription <laughs> onto conscription. the tape. Uh, being conscripted onto the tape. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the thing I like about the bedroom recordings is because they're all quite varied. And, yeah, I carry on, Dominic, it's, it's such a peculiar song. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this is a tune's an easier listen. It is. It's an easier listen. It's, it's, it's kind of. I'm going to use a word. It's go. more nimble. It's more nimble. nimble. Mm. Yes. Whereas I think Carry On Domino is quite lolloping. It's a big monster of a beast of a thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I'm happy with that. Mm. I'm happy with that. But I do appreciate Jim's intro. I think my favourite bit of the whole Carry On Domino segment was Jim's word cloud. Yeah, it was good. Better than the it was song. Good. Let's hear from him again soon, hopefully. Mm.
Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, yes, and thank you. But you're forgetting <laughs> again that we always have a bit of an end section. Okay, what's the end section then? Um, the end section today, do you know, I'm sorry, I hope you're going to forgive me, but cool. I'm going to have to do Save Country Music Part 2. Okay, I'm, go- I'm cool with that. As opposed to, you know, Part 1, which was last episode, uh, where we were discussing how bad country music that happens now should go away and we should go back to the true meaning of country music yeah which is the you know the songs of the underdog yeah right and and the working man and i've been on a bit of a journey since uh, i've been got into lefty frizzell mm-hmm. and i've found some lots more actually but there's a particular song that i want you all to go away and listen to this week yeah. which is a, a song called The Highway Patrol by Red Simpson. And Red Simpson was a well-respected singer of trucker-themed country songs. And, he, you know, he was from, you know, recorded this particular track in 1966, and he was recording right up to the end of his life. <laughs> and one of the last things he recorded is called Hey Bin Laden about the events of September the 11th. Oh, my God. Which is another song that's not on Spotify, actually. So I'm going to like enter that one into songs that are not on Spotify. But okay. it is on YouTube. Hey, Bin Laden. Hey, Bin Laden. It's got the great lines, we got Hitler and Mussolini and we'll get you. Which is a good mm. line. Which is a good chorus. Uh, anyway, going back to 1966, the Highway Patrolman, is, I think, a musically bizarre kind of song, really. Okay. Sonically interesting. I don't see, see what you think. To me, it's got a little bit of Devo to it. It's certainly retro futurism. Okay. It's from the viewpoint of a highway patrolman who's normally in country songs is a kind of, um, you know, either the villain or, or the stooge, really, that the, the narrator gets, gets won over. But on this particular song, it's from the viewpoint of the Highway Patrolman, which I really like. And it's just about a guy, a working guy, really, who's mm. just doing his job. And, he's, you know, he says, my hours are long and my pay is low. And, you know, he's basically just a regular blue-collar guy doing mm. his job the best he can, trying to keep people safe. And I really like it. I find it very refreshing as a song. And yes. that, again, is what country music can be. Yeah. You know, it can be it can be from a, an unusual viewpoint. Well, if you're driving too fast, like you shouldn't do, you can bet your boots. I'm coming after you. Yeah. If you want to race, then get on a racetrack. Because if you try and run away, I'm going to bring you back. Yeah. I'm just a doing my job. I'm the Highway Patrol. Yeah. That's the Highway Patrol by Red Simpson. It's a good song. He also does another song from an unusual viewpoint called Hello, I'm a Truck, which is the view of being a tr- of, of the truck driving life, but from the view of the truck, which is... Which Man, is I wish you'd which, chosen which, that which, one. Which, to be honest, is less good. It's, a less good, it's okay. a less good song, though. So Red Simpson, a, a country singer who's sung from an unusual perspective. That's the end of the bit. Beautiful. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you're enjoying it, please tell a friend. If you're enjoying it and you're on a platform that takes reviews, please leave us a rating and review and subscribe and follow 
wherever you're listening right now. Yeah. Hey, we got through it. We did all right today. I thought I, I, <laughs> I thought I thought we it. might not manage it. I was feeling a little bit under the weather. You had a bit of Sunday morning, a little bit weren't under you? the weather, a bit tired, a bit ill. But I think it's all right. I think we did okay. Yeah, carry on domino nearly broke me, to be yeah. honest. Okay. Anyway, thank you very much, Steve. Thank you, Giles. And goodbye, everybody. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah.